Hello and welcome to what was supposed to be the first live Spreaker broadcast um, for Chalk Emma Podcast Bits and PCs. Unfortunately, as I'm sure you're all aware, uh, that hasn't happened due to technical issues. Um, so what we have here is a pretty bog standard uh, episode 37 uh, for you to listen um, and enjoy. And with me tonight, we've got Vimesy. Hello. And we've got Beastie. Ahoy hoy. Yeah, so sorry about the speaker thing. The problem was, I had it all working, but um, the trouble is because of the way I have to, I was trying to do it, I was hearing my own voice, um, which, I mean, uh, like about a half a second after, which made it impossible for me to speak. Uh, as Beastie said, it sounded like I was having a stroke. And um, having listened to that, it makes me wonder how the fuck you lot list bother, uh, can put up with listening to me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's move on from that. That was all quite stressful, but uh, normal service resumed. Um, let's crack straight onto it, into it and uh, see what you've been playing. So, Vimesy, what have you been up to, mate? Um... Not a great deal. My entire week has basically been, um, well, taken up by playing one game, uh, which right. is just just like John. Yeah, I know. It wasn't <laughs> lol though. Uh, so you know, hey, uh, no. If you may vaguely remember me talking about um, a game called Trackmania last week and, and how I assumed it may well take over my life, well, it has certainly done that. So that is all I've been playing pretty much all week. Um, for those of you who can't remember, Trackmania is a game by a company called Nadio. Um, and this is their Stadium 2 beta that's on Steam at the moment. And it's it's basically an arcade Twitch racer based around time trials and completely outrageously outlandish tracks. Um and it's just brilliantly good fun. Um, we're having a lot of fun with it this week. A lot of the community have jumped on board with it, so we've got an awful lot of uh, forum members and, and such forth playing the game. Um, and that's basically all I've been doing. Um, I had all these brilliant attentions of playing all sorts of games and, and nothing else has really had a look in. To be fair, though, Vimesy, uh, you're certainly not the only one um, because that has been the most common game that I've seen pop up on my friends list. Um all yeah. week. Yeah, it's a bit daft. I have a feeling it's going to go the way of uh, pretty much... When I've played all the Trackmania versions previously, it's it's kind of... You, you cane it for about two weeks and then it just dies off. But uh, we have plans afoot to change that cycle, which uh, we may... Do you want to talk about that now? Or do you want to go leave that for the project section? He's probably not listening to me, so I'll Sorry. carry on talking Sorry, about I've it. Got... That's fine. It's all right, mate. You carry on. You just you, you reading the paper. You smoking a kid? No, no. It's just um, <laughs> been a very stressful evening thus far, and I'm only just having a chance to um, eat some food. So, um, but you crack on and talk about it, buddy. All right, then, mate. I'll give you a chance to eat your dinner. Um, so, yeah. No, basically, uh, I'm I've, I'm toying with providing a server for our esteemed community members, and um, it's definitely a learning experience. Um, Trackmania servers should be fairly simple things. They're, you know, but apparently they're not. Uh, I went with um, one server company, uh, you know, and they're fairly cheap to run. Actually, it's only about six quid a month or something like that to, to keep a server going for, for the numbers we're looking you know, at. I think looking at the Trackmania servers on the whole, they do appear to be considerably cheaper than most game servers. Mm, I don't think they're particularly. Um, you know, intensive as, as far as needing an awful lot of RAM or CPU or whatever it is 
you know that they need to run but you know they're, they're, yeah. they're some fairly cheap sort of thing so i thought well why not i'll, I'll get one set up for, for for the mature gamer podcast peeps and um got one from from a certain company and it's not really worked out because they basically if you play Trackmania, if you play the single player game that's wonderful because you just get very very simple information like this is your lap time you know you've gone from point a you've gone to point b and you've done it in 32 seconds or something like that and then that gets saved to your local hard drive or whatever and, and you progress through the, the single player campaign if you play on multiplayer if you go online and you go into any of the servers that are online there's a host of information they've got there they've got all the local records set up so they've got things like you know what the record on that server was for that particular track and that stays there it's got things like your average time on the server how many t- how many hours you've actually spent on that server you know so some of these servers you go on you look at their you know there's there's a couple of guys up there who've got like 500 plus hours on the server and things like that. bloody hell but as far as getting a community interested and actually involved in in the game and, and keep it getting it to have some sort of some long life some longevity is the word i'm looking for um i think this would be fantastic but unfortunately like i say the first server company we, we, we're using at the moment don't offer that they don't offer the plugin that that would allow us to do that. They basically just have the single player experience where you you play it, you'll get you can get a match going, so you can have five minutes of time on the track, and and whoever has the fastest time within that five minutes goes congratulations, you've won. But it doesn't record that time anywhere. You can't race against. It effectively yeah, misses the meta game element. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's you know that that's that's the part of the fun of of that is is aiming for your friends' times and stuff, and that's that's it's, it's great you know while you're in session. But I want to be able to hop onto the server and go, ah, oh, damn beastie, you know, whipped my ass last night on that track. I'm going to go in. I'm just going to play that one until I until I cane it or something until I until I beat him. So that's unlikely kind of to happen. <laughs> unlikely to happen, but especially based on last last week's shenanigans, because I just I, I really like this game, but I think I'm probably the worst person on the forum at it. <laughs> So um, I'm doomed. Um, but yeah, I've, I found another couple of companies who, who provide something um, which should give us what we need. So hopefully by the time we go live, well, I'm not going to say that, by next week's show, we should have it up and running with a new server with all the mods and stuff installed. And it should be awesome. Um, so I'm, that's all I've been playing. And that's pretty much what I've been doing for the week as well. So it that's will, pretty much me. It will be awesome, mate. Um, it will be. Yeah, to be fair, going back to what you say, yeah, having got some experience in hosting, the reason it is so cheap is because it's lightweight. And, um, you know, when these hosters do the math, they can see, oh, I've got this many processors, this much RAM in my server. Therefore, based on the requirements of the server, I can chunk it up into this many bits. And therefore, I can run this many servers and make it profitable. Mm. And as you say, it's because it's lightweight. Um and uh, probably quite light on the bandwidth as well, um, because it's you know it's, it's it's not chucking bullets around and no, you know, no, updates absolutely. like that. So it's just one object and where that is on the server. But um, yeah, I, you be, we've all been playing this, and I've been enjoying it immensely. It's been um, been really, really, really good. Um, it's a very, very simple game as well, and we've we've now got people who are starting to build their own tracks, and we've started to uh, you know I've gone and got myself a nice Subaru Impreza skin for my car i mean admittedly nobody else can see it because there's a bug in the beta at the moment but you know i can see it and i know it looks nice oh is that actually <laughs> a bug because i was playing the other night and some people were getting other people's cars 
and other people weren't. I think it's, there's, there's there's an awful lot. Um, I've read up on a few of the um, the, the, the the forums that. Uh, it seems to be problems with with people's skins or car skins showing up. So some people see them, some people don't. Sometimes, I mean, I was driving around in like a generic Formula One car, which is your default car. But normally, when you beauty, depending on where you are in the world, it comes up. It's like the livery's done in your colour. So I was like in a Union Jack car, um, but I wasn't even getting. I was just getting like a dull grey silver. Yeah. Car, which I think a lot of people were getting. So there's some work to be done there. But normally. In the older versions of Trackmania that I've played, it works absolutely fine. So people are bombing around in, in you know, Subarus, they're driving around in Formula One cars, but like with the proper livery, so the F, you know, Ferrari logos or whatever, you've got somebody on the forum posted one up, which is basically Fred Flintstone's car. Yeah. Uh, complete with the Yabba Dabba Doo horn. So um, there, there's some fantastic builds out there. And, and as the, 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 the Trackmania community is so kind of, Hardcore is—I don't like using that word—but they are. They're very, very niche, and they—they they love what they do. And there's some people out there who just build some amazing stuff. Some of the tracks, the custom tracks, are just fucking incredible. Fucking really, mental. Really, that's what. Yeah, and mental impossible. loop the loops, wall rides, you know, vertical drops, you know, and all sorts of stuff. It's absolutely mental. Um, but it's just a great game for something that is seven, eight quid. It's—it's it's just an absolutely brilliant fun. So if anybody's listening and they want to get involved in the community or anything like that. Seriously, it's a really cheap way in to get into the PC side of things. It's brilliant. Yeah. Agreed, that's, agreed. That's, but that's that's basically all I've been playing, all I've been doing. Yeah, so just, just to clarify, at the moment it's an open beta. So if yes. you go onto Steam and go look for Trackmania 2, you can download the demo and you can get pretty much the same experience as we're having. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we have we have already bought the game. Um, well, Beastie's bought the game. I need to pay him back for it. Sorry about that, Beastie. <laughs> uh, this seems to be running on and on and on. So, But if you want to try it out, just go and get the demo off Steam. And you can um, you know, have a look on the list for, for UK servers and look for the one that's called Mature Game Podcast Bits and PCs and um, whether that is... The basic it version, be, as we've got now, up, or... it'll be up and running within the next couple of days. We'll have a, it'll be an MGP bits and PC server, and that will be up and running. And whether I password protect it or not, I probably, oh, I don't know. I probably will. Just to, I to, think to, you the should. local records intact. So anybody who listens to this podcast, I'll, I'll <laughs> broadcast out the, po- the the password on the podcast and on the forum. But uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Open to members only, so you can only beat the record if you're part of the community. That'd be nice. Nice. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So that's me. Cool. That's Trackmania covered then, I think. Yeah, and as I've been talking about it, my Steam client's running in the background. I've had five people pop up saying playing Trackmania, playing Trackmania, playing Trackmania. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) We've even got Steve and Kev playing it, haven't we? We we certainly got Steve. I didn't realise Kev. Oh, yeah, Kev tried to play it, didn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you a a keyboard warrior or a Xbox controller? No, actually, I I, I was. I've always played Trackmania with keyboard, but I've actually been playing it with uh, with the pad this time. Um, It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it seems to, it works out very well. The transition is, is nice and smooth. It means you can hold nice lines around corners. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. What about you, Beasters? Are you keyboard, mate? Uh, keeping it old school. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean that isn't obviously, obviously that is an option. It's a very easy option. Just bang your Xbox controller in and um, away you go. And you can map the buttons on that to what you want. I personally use the triggers and the uh, left steering 
thing. I've got very old school. I'm, I'm still using my uh, I can't the, the, the Xbox controller, but the, the, you know the blue button to go fast. And oh, that <laughs> made no sense to me like, at all. Yeah. Oh, I quite like that because it's like the old games on the Mega Drive and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, yeah, enjoy it. It's really good. Cool. Right, that's Trackmania done to death. More updates as we get it um, when we manage to get this other server. Um, but just on that note, I mean the reason. I know the reason why the current the hoster that you're using can't mm. hasn't supported that because, um, you know that I don't know. We have to say that the server that we have got works perfectly well. Absolutely fine. No, no there's, issue there's no with that. that. The, the only problem is they've got um, they've got a proprietary manager for their server so you go in and you can set what maps you have and all this kind of thing and the problem with their proprietary management system is it doesn't allow for the particular mods that we want to have installed yeah Uh, and that's the only issue with it the server is up it's strong it runs it's absolutely fine we can do you know move tracks over we can upload tracks and things like that but what we can't do is do what we want for the community which is to get the local record keeping and things like that in, in in place and that's that's really important so uh they've been very good about it um and they've they've given me you know they're going to f- give me a full refund we've had it up and running for about four or five days and they're going to give me a full refund on any money i've put down and uh, i think they'll shut the server down within a week but by that time we'll have the new one up and running anyway so uh, okay so we've got it for another week as well uh, possibly i mean it depends how long they get around to shutting it down but they will shut it down fairly soon but i'll have the new one up and running within a couple of days Bloody hell, you should go into sales, mate, if you can negotiate that kind of deal. Fucking hell. No, they were very good about it. I, I basically said, you know, if I'd known this at the start, I wouldn't have gone with you. I'd have gone with somebody else, very politely, obviously. And they were absolutely fine about it. So I got, I, that's the kind of... I wouldn't hesitate to recommend them for something else like Battlefield or whatever, but it's just with Trackmania, that's the stuff that's really important that needs to go through. With games like Battlefield or COD, it's, it's not so important. But, um, yeah. you know, yeah. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Right, BC, you've got a... F- Fucking massive. Fuck load. <laughs> yeah, quite a few. So obviously we've been playing Trap Mania, but I don't think I need to add anything more to that. I mean, there's a lot of this... I've been playing a variety of stuff. Some of this stuff will get through quite quickly. Um, I have been trying to play Far Cry 3. Um, and what I played it was fairly pleasant enough, very pretty and all that. No surprises. But it has got most archaic, probably... I'm going to describe this console-like save system that it's just infuriating that I don't know if it's saved. There's no way to manually save them in the mission, which I just don't like at all. Um, it's kind of really old-fashioned. And so I kind of was diligently playing along, playing some stuff, and thought, well, I'm sure my mission must be finished now. don't know for certain because it doesn't really signify one way or the other. I just assumed I've done the objective there. I'll just quit out of it and do something else, or and um, kind of boot up again the next day, and it's back to the start. Back to the start before I did the mission before, and I thought, you know, fuck this, I'm <laughs> not having that, and um, haven't played it again. But I'd see, okay. I don't understand that because when I played it, it was fairly straightforward. You know, you saved it when you ended up in one of those houses after capturing a compound, for example, mm-hmm. um, or using. You have to go into to one of those houses, that, you know, one of the compounds that you've already captured effectively, and you just walk up to the ammunitions cupboard or whatever it is, press X, and it automatically saves. And you can see it. It's got the save symbol that pops up in the corner to wrap around it and say, yep, yep, done that. The other places it saves are when you're doing any of those missions and you cross it, you know, and they show up on the mini-map with the kind of the map, with the outline of the area that the action's going to take place in. And as soon as you cross that, you know, that's where it's going to restart your save from. Um, I mean, it's it's old school in the sense of it doesn't let you just go, you know, um, 
escape into the menu and just go save. But it's the same thing with Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider is pretty much identical with that. I really, you okay, you've, thank you for that, Bomesy. You've now convinced me not to buy Tomb Raider. That's well, all I, I needed to know. Really, I think you'd be really silly no, if I, I, that stop you playing this oh, game. Oh, no, absolutely. No, uh, you know, Tomb Raider is fantastic. And, but it does, it does have that similar sort of thing where you have to get to a certain place before you can, can save. Um, no, you know, I, I can't stand it, and so yeah, I hate replaying content, particularly, um, particularly if I don't correctly, and I, that that was enough for me to go, okay, you're getting shelved, and you probably get shelved for quite a while based upon what else I'm playing. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, I'm I'm not that gutted because I, I consider I bought it at, what fifty percent off. I think it was on Steam, mm. so it wasn't too bad. But oh god, but luckily I then played um, Portal Two again. And I run myself about why that's such a great, great game. Um, it really, I mean, it really is wonderful. I, I wish every year there was a game coming out of that of that caliber. Um, and there simply isn't. The storyline's beautifully done. You're playing the game. It's just oh, such an excellent game. And of course, you can um, save whenever you like. That's always a, a good good feature. Um, <laughs> but. Um, I, did, I mean, I, I don't want to talk too much because obviously people play Portal 2, but that has reminded me of how great it is as a as a game. So yeah, I've been enjoy playing that. It's kind of only kind of fits and starts because really you can, you can kind of just kind of blast through a couple of levels in like ten fifteen minutes and kind of log back out again. It's not a, not a big deal. Um, and and I'll kind of I'll go, uh, next sort of a couple of other short things I mentioned. I've been obviously trying to play Sleeping Dogs, continuing to kind of um, trot on with that. I don't think I'm going to finish Sleeping Dogs. I think I can quite confidently say I'll, um, I'm going to wear out of energy on it. Why is that then? Uh, it's it's it the combat. Kind of thing? The combat is great. The combat is by far the thing that Grand Theft Auto so sorely yes. misses. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual, it, I'm getting, for, I'm feeling the same. Uh, lethargic feelings about when I do play games like Grand Theft Auto, I kind of go, oh, right, okay, let's do it. The kind of, the kind of linear, um, mm. but open progression. And I, I don't know. It's, it's the, the story seems so far, actually far superior to any of the Grand Theft Auto storylines that I think so, Evan raves about. Um, but, um, it just, I, I feel like there's a lot of fluff probably can be avoided. Are you, are you just hammering the single player? Are you just going through like the storyline? Are you trying to do all the side missions and the police quests and the, the other quests? Or are you just going to go, are you just hammering through the single player, if you like? I'll be honest, mate. I don't know which route is the single player. I mean, there's, they have like two or three the, the, options the, most yeah, times. I mean, the single player is basically, you, you, when you go onto the map, they are it shows you specifically which is mission specific and you can just go through the single player storyline fairly quickly. And because the story, I think personally, I mean, the story is not, you know, you can see things coming, you know, it's, it's, it's not a brilliant work of narrative fiction or anything like that, but it's a good, strong story. And it kept me going through the whole game. And I think I would really recommend you next time you sit down with it for an hour or two, just, Look for those single player. Which guys. one's that? Just, what, what colours actually got the blue? I can't the if you bring the legend up, I think it's gold yeah. or something like that. And okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like gold, the gold, because you get you know blue for police. I think it's red for your, your criminal ones. You've got I think gold for for the, the main strand of the storyline, but it just follows your, your storyline through 
you know, you being the undercover cop and, and moving through this, the story of, of how you infiltrate higher and higher into the ranks and all that kind of stuff and, and what happens. Um, but you could hammer through okay. that storyline in a few hours. I would really recommend you doing that because I know what you're saying because the, the problem with this game and many other open world games, anything from Skyrim to Grand Theft Auto is you don't end up, you know, you get lost, you get befuddled by all the content that's there and then you kind of sit there thinking, Christ, I feel really aimless, so I'm just going to jack it in. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll try the the gold route um, and see if that yeah, um, does absolutely. the trick. Um, right, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably, yeah, well, I'll see how time goes from trying to fit some in. Um, I also, for some reason, uh, went out and bought the uh, um, uh, Trials Evolution PC variant. Um, <laughs> Did you not care enough? I'm shaking my head here, Beastie. (laughs) (laughs) My main problem, and I know this is kind of my standard kind of um, console gaming bugbear, but it does bug me that the resolution's glaringly low on the 360 version, um, and it just drives me crackers. So I went out and bought the PC version. I have to say, a bit like Trackmania, I actually prefer using the keyboard to control the bike. I seem to have a a lot more... um, Skill of kind of balancing the the, the jumps and so on. Mm. Um, I'm quite enjoying it. I mean, yes, it is at the correct resolution, which is nice. But they put a lot of blur and bloom on that game that it, it kind of yeah, ruins the, the detail. Mm. <laughs> to be honest, um, but I'm still kind of cracking on with that. I think I'm probably about the same stage. I got to the 360 um, roughly, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep trying to fit there when I get the chance. Um. Now the last couple, of, the last couple of games I'm going to bring up, um, one of which I've played and had, hadn't installed from until hadn't installed again until recently, which is um, Battlefield Three, which hey. is getting somewhat of a year kind of a resurgence. Resurgence, yes, because of uh, the <laughs> the game giveaway um, from EA, which we'll oh, kind of, of get course. to That's what's a bit on. a bit later. Um, kind of mention that in the news, but um, I went through with. Um, as from the uh, forum, and we did the co-op missions, which I've never done actually, because for one reason or another, there's never been, ever been somebody around I wanted to play with, and we went through that and started yesterday, did most of them, and then finished it off um, this afternoon. Um, the co-op's actually, I mean, it's a little bit buggy, and it does behave oddly sometimes, but on the whole, it's pretty, pretty good. It's good fun to play with somebody on TeamSpeak, and you're kind of timing your shots and kind of put you on the sneaky missions where you're kind of like counting down and making sure you do the shots at the same time. It's good fun. Um, and then I had a little bit of multiplayer this afternoon as well, which I haven't done for a while. And I've actually just bought the premium one, which I probably morally shouldn't have done. Um, cause I don't necessarily agree with how it's been, how it's done, but at least all the content is actually there now. I can kind of buy it knowing what to expect. Um, and I think I was sold by the, the motorbike thing. Um, Purely because I just I would just lay in the motorbike with C4 and drive it into tanks, um, like I do with jeeps, and uh, that's one of the favouritest things of the game. We're going to need to get a night on this going because I'm dying to get back into some Battlefield Three action. That was really good playing. Probably, I think we had um, uh, Bond Bill join us as well. It was kind of really nice having kind of squad base spawning on each other. It was really yeah. good fun. Yeah. Um, now the last game I picked up. Um, it's something I've been looking forward to for a very long time, actually, and I finally cracked um, when it pop- popped on the Steam um, this week, and that's Prison Architect. 
Mm. Um, obviously, an indie title, kind of funded by Kickstarter originally. Um, I was kind of following it quite closely and was a little bit kind of slowed. I'm not, I was, didn't know whether it was worth picking up because of the whole alpha access and you're kind of like you're paying quite a lot for something you didn't know, which I guess has held the entirety of Kickstarter works anyway. But um, I kind of held off, but it popped up on Steam and I thought, sorry, I'll just go for it. And um, it is, without a doubt, fucking hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it, oh, my God. They're going to have to really work on the tutorial for it because... Have you not played this before? Prison at Architect. All. No, yeah. I've seen it. I, I saw it at um, Res last year, but I couldn't be asked to kind of push in to kind of play it. I don't like right. doing that, so I just kind of had a quick look. And I've been looking forward to it for a while. I've been watching videos on it and so forth. Um, it's really difficult. And I'm, I'm clearly reading other kind of first impressions and previews. I'm not the only person to... Uh, no, you're not. I played it at Eurogamer last year uh, and, the, and the good thing about going somewhere like Eurogamer in a way is that the PC section is fairly devoid so you never have to wait so if you yes, go somewhere yeah. like Res you're queuing but if you go to Eurogamer I'm serious I walked up and just sat down at things like Prison Architect Strike 6 Zero and all that sort of thing and you know there was never a queue yeah um, but it was really hard and I was lucky because you had one of the devs there obviously showcasing it so he would walk you through it and sort of say okay da 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 and I, I come from a background of playing things like one of the first PC games I ever really played was uh, Theme Hospital and stuff like that, which is kind of the spiritual successor to, to Prison Architect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. It ain't easy. Um, I mean, <laughs> in a past life, I've actually even worked in a prison. So I should be relatively au fait with how a prison should be run in a basic level, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I kind of tried to follow the, the instructions. You, you can do tutorial, which is pretty much a piece of cake, really just shows you how to link up kind of mm. water pipes. And obviously we've been talking about in the past SimCity, about not having to do power lines and everything else. Yeah. In this, you have to do everything. You have to make sure not only are you piping to the room for the water, but you also do smaller pipes going to facilities in that room. Ah. It's uh, very micromanaging in that way. I wish they wouldn't do that. They should just so, have, here's a cell, here's a unit. Yeah, I know. Um, but So the first thing it tells you, you need to set up this, and you set up the canteen and the um, kitchen, and it's too expensive doing a cell, so just do a holding cell and um, get some staff and get this. And basically exactly what the instructions told me to do. Mm-hmm. And within five minutes of the inmates arriving, under six of them have escaped. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, and so I thought, right, okay, I'll, I'll try again. And I was a bit more structured, and I kind of put in a a double door system to try and help stop that from happening because prisoners will like, yeah, um, lock it, tailgate through, yeah. Um, and before I know it, there was two prisoners injured, one dead, and a and, <laughs> and a guard dead. Um, and then I, I stopped and go, okay, I need to need to read up on this more before I start playing again because I can see it's being a very miserable experience. Yeah. Yeah. And when I say so that when I say prisoners. I mean it's quite I mean I mean it's quite clear. This isn't like after me playing for several hours, this is like my first fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um this is really it's like fucking hell. And I've got I gather people have been trying it again and again and again. It's a bit of old bit old school in that way. Yeah. Um but I'm gonna keep persevering, but um 
yeah, is this by to... the same guys who did uh, Uplink and Darwinia and stuff? Isn't yes, it? yes. Infraversion. Yes. Um, Infra- yeah, something like that. Yeah. So they've got a very good, good track, track, uh, track record. I was going to say track mania. God, it's on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, I love the art style too. The art style is really good. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's really I, good. I really like that. And it's, yeah, I, I don't think I could buy this because I would just, I don't have the patience. I don't think at the moment. It, it, it does raise um, your temper, shall we say? <laughs> awesome. Um, but yes. Uh, but that's really it for me. Um, and so, another uh, seven, dear. Yeah, I know. But some weren't that long, really. <laughs> um, so, awesome. John, what about yourself? Cool. <clears throat> God, that was a long list. Um, other than Trackmania, okay, I succumbed and for some reason went and bought Sim City. Jesus, you knew we knew you would, John. This I don't know. Like, I don't know why you bother trying to hide the fact. Oh, I think I might. Oh no, I won't. Oh, yeah, oh well, I might. Oh, because uh, we all know as soon as you mention the game, you're going to buy it. Well, it looked. It looks really attractive and you know, good fun. And despite all the problems, I mean, I'm sure I can live with it. Um, Have I'm you gonna... had any problems? No, because I haven't played it. <laughs> 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 well, all right, that's not strictly true. Um, I managed to pick it up for retail from a local indie store for 35 quid, which I thought was better than risking some Russian Russian code website or paying 45 quid for whatever. So um, I did the I did do the tutorial to be honest, and uh, that was all right, but it was very it was very lead. Um, the reason I haven't played it is not only time. And to track mania, I guess. Um, I want. I don't want to start. Uh, I don't. I, I. I. For me, I believe the the real magic in this is going to be in the multiplayer. Now, hopefully, people on the forum are still playing multiplayer. But I put the question out there to how the fuck do I get onto the MGP world as it is, as it, or whatever. And I didn't really get an answer. So it's kind so of they're all playing track mania, mate. That's why. Yeah, it's a bit on the back burner. Um, <laughs> but I. I really should have a go. I'd love to. There's, there's, no way, it, there's no way. There's no way I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this game. But I've just heard too many, and it's not necessarily it's not about the online stuff or anything like that. But it's things like um, what I used to like doing in SimCity, and we, we're not even talking about SimCity Four or anything here. We're talking going back to SimCity 2000, I think it was, was um, building up some kind of city and then just demolishing it with an earthquake or you know, a volcano or something of that ilk, and then reloading. But in SimCity the, the latest SimCity Five or whatever it is, you, you can't do that anymore because it because it cloud saves everything. You can't reload an earlier save. So if I want to destroy the city, you destroy the city. You can't then go. Oh right, that's what happens. Oh well, I'll go back to my original save then. Doesn't that's work. Good. It's good anti-vandal mechanism. Uh, uh, like I, can I can understand that when it's like. Well, no, you can't even understand it like that because if you if you're sharing a world with someone, you've got like a forum world where you've got 16 areas, or whatever, and somebody comes onto it and accidentally <clears throat> nukes the entire world. You kind of want a reset button, don't you? Um, well, it's just shit happens. You have to deal with it, surely. <laughs> <sighs> John. Okay, so you haven't you played the tutorial, but that's about it. Um, sorry, did I misunderstood what you were saying? You were... No, I was basically saying that you know, what I didn't like about what I used to like doing with SimCity yeah, was blowing, not... and then blowing going, oh, stuff right. up and then 
than then, rewinding no, time. Yeah, yeah, basically. But um, more importantly, I mean, I, I agree with Vimesy. That's a particular bugbear for me, as clearly mentioned in the Far Cry <laughs> comment. But it's really annoying. You'll find it, John. You'll find it. You'll go accidentally bulldoze something that you completely didn't mean to, and there's nothing you can do about it. And that's really, really that's irritating. The, I think that's the game, isn't it? Oh, no, it never has been it's before. your history of anger management, John, I'm not sure yeah. this is the game you should be playing. <laughs> no. All right, well, I, I won't play it then. Yeah. <laughs> on your recommendation. Do, but live stream well, it. Please live stream it. Stick it on Twitch, because I would love to watch you play that game. Now, I, I, I will find time to play it, because um, else, why did I spend 35 quid on it? Oh, indeed, indeed. Because uh, I'm a moron, probably. Okay, so... Um, this afternoon, I had the opportunity to play a bit of Lego Lord of the Rings on the Xbox with um, um, Jane's niece. And uh, have either of you two played this? No. no, I've heard quite good things about it. I tried the demo when it came out, and the demo level, I thought, I don't, I'm not enjoying this. Um, and then, so I started from the beginning, because the demo level that was released on Xbox Live was... Um, well, part of the Two Towers film, basically. So I was quite a way into it. Um, so, but um, me and uh, Joanna started our journey from the beginning, and I, I quite like the way that you know you get to play part of the kind of the intro sequence. So the first thing that you're doing is you're on the battlefield with Elrond and Isildur, trying to take down um, Sauron. Uh, okay. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I just found that it's quite a lot. A lot of it's so confusing as to what was supposed to be going on. Um, what I did like, I, th- I think I like. I, I'm not sure whether I like it or not. Is that there? It, it's very much more like um, an RPG for kids. Um, as, well, as long as, as well as going through the, you know, the story questline, there's all these little extra quests that you can pick up and stuff like that, and you know, a little bit of crafting and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, certainly seems a lot more involved than my previous experience with Lego games, which was basically the first Lego Star Wars game, which I grew weary of very quickly. Um, so I'm not sure whether I like Lord of the Rings or not. Um, it's pretty good, I guess. It's, I mean, as I say, I, I found a lot of it very confusing, and there was a lot of weird graphical stuff going on, like lots of glitches, and um, it just didn't look very good. I think if I was going to pick it up, then I'd pick it up on the PC because uh, although I don't possibly you don't have the local co-op play, um, that might just get frustrating. I know Joanna was getting a bit frustrated with me as I was wandering off around picking up. Oh, there's a blue it's coin here, and whatever. Over there. <laughs> and yeah. she was saying, "No, no, you've got to do this. You've got to do this." Uh, but it was all right. Don't know why I mentioned it really. Uh, just delaying the inevitable, uh, moving on to League of Legends, which um, amazingly I haven't really played. I played a few games. Um, I've actually played um, some games with one of our foremost console players who uh, Shadowline who happens been... to be playing it right as we record yeah he has this the Shadowline just to give the listeners a bit of a Shadowline has spent his whole life since Trackmania uh, not Trackmania Trials Evolution <laughs> Trials Evolution coming it's out so on the brain, playing right, Trials Evolution He's racked up something mental, like 600 hours or something like that. Yeah, we really shouldn't have introduced him to Trackmania, should we? No. So he is console player number one. 
But I was speaking to him the other day, and just in the last month or so, or as I understand it, he hasn't touched his Xbox, other than to play Trials in the in, in the game the other week. He's playing lots of Trackmania, playing LOL, playing God knows what. Um, he, yeah, he, he's made the conversion, which I know we were chatting about this previously, before we started recording. That seems to be the way way things are going, isn't it? Currently, I mean, certainly. We're taking over that bloody forum, or, or converting everyone. Um, Even Kev was playing Trapmania. Yeah, I know, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, well, I mean, quality soon wins out, I mean, eventually, anyway. It's <laughs> um, diversity that, as well, man. All those shonky console games, the, the lust of wares. So we'll see what happens by the end of the year when everyone's playing their the PlayStation 3000, yeah. or whatever it may be. Um, but I think currently, until that happens, I, can, I only see it getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Yeah, talking of winning out, this next moves us on into the next game, um, <laughs> with a brilliant segue into, of course, we've been playing some TF2 this week, Team Fortress 2. And um, that, this, of course, was the subject of the Bunnies versus Hedgehogs match on Thursday. Of which you captain Beastie, very yep. admirably, and um, maybe you'd like to tell the listeners how it went. Um. Uh, okay. Well, this is, we we be glad to know. Obviously, the the bunnies, us PC gamers, um, won. Uh, it was a. Uh, I, I don't think it was um, as enjoyable necessary for both sides of the party. I think because it was. Um, Somewhat of a of a quite pronounced victory for the uh, for the bunnies. Um, I I had a I had a great time <laughs> because I was being a spy, and I've I've always been quite a frankly nasty bastard as a spy, and um, I think that it was very 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 nice to have so many tasty backs to stab. Um, <laughs> throughout the session and that's that's really i mean i, I we went through i think the i think one when the it was best of 5 and we'd uh, tied up by the by the third um third round of um third map we had we had about best of 3 on each map as well so it was i mean i think it went well i i, I think there was some there's some challenges kind of getting everybody together for it and we even we had more issues on the pc side finally after getting we had to pull in some subs at the last minute um uh, so thanks for those who came in um and obviously a big thank you to um multiplay who helpfully gave us a local server rather than the one based out in where was it john he's not listening um, no I was listening sorry I had I was listening sorry I was he's I, having his spotted dick and no custody. no no I was just muted um, <laughs> no um, we very generously were provided a uh, a server um, for, by the same company who actually provide our um, our Minecraft server uh, also for free and uh, the people I pay for the TeamSpeak server, and this is a small outfit called, uh, well, not necessarily a small outfit, but an outfit called mpserve.net. So um, I've got no problem with them. They were very generous and, and brilliant with that. The trouble was it was based out in Chicago, and we were running a 150 ping. Server yep. was rock solid. It was it was fine. It, it worked It worked great. But, you know, the, the, more, the more professional players among us, 
um, we're notice you know we're able to notice that the 150 second millisecond excuse me the 150 millisecond delay was different to what they were used to playing because obviously when you go looking at a server list and you're looking for a public server you look for the one with the lowest ping so I'm not sure I actually noticed anything myself but um, I know you can only go with what you know so anyway yeah as you say multiplay uh, well done to them uh, yeah, very much lovely, appreciated uh, yeah absolutely um, a lovely 20 millisecond ping server which um, saw us through the saw us through the event and um, continues to be there for us to use whenever we want it so uh, yeah I mean how, what was your take on it because uh, obviously um, like, um, it was I as a person who's probably played it the most it's kind of hard for me to make a to talk about in any great detail purely because it's uh, it was kind of a, 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 a pretty standard experience for me. But how's it for you, um, John? What you... I'm gonna say something quite shocking now. I don't really enjoy Team Fortress Two. It doesn't it doesn't tickle me that much, if I'm honest with you. It's, it's I don't know if it's the manicness of it or or possibly more than likely just the fact that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, which was evident um, on Thursday night, despite me having some practice. Um, I had to take the sniper role, which was fine. It's probably the class I've played most. Not that I've played it an awful lot. And I, I don't know, I just find the whole thing a bit frustrating. When I compare sniping in that game to sniping in, for example, Bad Company 2, uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2, where I was, you know, I loved sniping in that game. I just find the whole thing a little bit underwhelming. But I mean, what I did. It's a at- different. It's a different style of game. I mean, it's it, there's health bars that, that it's it's very different to that kind of experience. I and mean, the headshot will be a critical. It will not be an instant kill because it does it does damage rather than um, define a kill shot. If that makes sense. No, yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, I, over the course of the last week or so, um, practicing, I've looked into things like. You know, what are all these different hats and what are these different items and stuff? I didn't really know they were there. And uh, it's such a well put together package as it is, you know, the way you've got these different upgrades and that you can trade them. And then I, I actually watched a couple of the Meet the, meet oh, the they're, Class they're, videos and they're brilliantly done. They are brilliant. Brilliant yeah. fun. And the Meet the Pyro one was particularly funny. So um, you should go and check them out on. Um, on YouTube, I also watched the Meet the Sniper one, which was um, really good. I mean, it's a free game, and it's and it's brilliantly done and well packaged and beautiful and all of that. I just I just don't find it that fun, and I didn't find Thursday night's game particularly fun. Not least because, of course, we battered them um, through no no assistance of me. I can assure you, um, I just felt. Cont- completely out of touch with what was going on in the game. Um, and I honestly had ten times less fun than I did playing Trials Evolution in the in the previous competition. I don't know what that says about me, but I don't know. Uh, I'll I, I, I be honest, I can't agree with you. I found Trials really, really, uh, really tiresome. Um, uh, tri- trials, I was excited for it. I was trying my best. My heart was going. My palms were sweaty. Because it felt more like... It felt more like, you know, I really had to work to, to to perform, to do to do my best to be in it. Whereas maybe I think with this game, due to, you know, the obvious imbalance in teams and practice and and experience in the game, I was just able to coast along, 
you know. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest, John. I was a little bit worried before the game because I, a couple of weeks ago, would have said, oh, it's fine. We've got loads of people who play Team Fortress 2. And it became quite apparent in the play sessions and from conversations on TeamSpeak that actually most people had only put a handful of hours in at any point, um, either recently or in the past. I, I, I really thought that we would be initially making it a real, a real easy case for ourselves. Um, but I, uh, I think this came more down to they limited themselves by using some of them using controllers that I think was while well, maybe more comfortable, probably more challenging for them. There's no doubt about that. Um, when you're used to people who are quite competent playing a mouse and keyboard, that's going to make things very difficult. Just from a game like, I think when you say Team Fortress 2 is manic, that's definitely not um, a lie. It can be quite manic and you can move around very, very quickly. And I think that mouse and, key- uh, mouse and keyboard just aids that process quite nicely. Um, I mean, I'm hoping there was some, I mean, I know you streamed, I think Az did some recordings, but I did, I did notice he had some um, uh, connection yeah, he, problems. He, he had connectivity issues. So uh, what we had, what, what Az offered to do was step out of the game and um, do a kind of commentary, a shoutcast, and, you know, him and uh, Tank Badger were going to, you know, do like a proper, you know, eSports commentary on it. But unfortunately, I think as his broadband was having issues, so that didn't work. Um, I think he possibly had a local recording of it, and he's going to do some highlights. Um, I streamed my view of things, which probably isn't that interesting, and that's available at Twitch TV forward slash UK Home if you want to check that out. Um, but it's not particularly interesting, I have to admit. Um, also, lots of Trackmania um, footage up there uh, of me kicking ass. So, uh, <coughs> you sure about that, John? <laughs> but um, yeah, but uh, yeah, unfortunately that didn't work out. But um, it would have been it would have been brilliant. Uh, so, but you know, through each of these rounds, we're learning. I mean, I've learned how not to how to stream at a decent bit rate, so that you know the games don't look like a blocky pile of shit, which is what happened on the Trackmania one. Uh, it was just a setting, so um, you know we'll, we'll work this out. And as we go forward into the new trials rooms, evolution, tra- what did I say? Trackmania. Fucking hell, Jesus. obviously, uh, um, as is the uh, <laughs> word of the day. Yeah, yeah. sorry, in the trials yeah. evolution game, but uh, yeah, so those streams are there. Um, do you want some no, breaking news? Go on. I've had. I've been given while we've been recording the next challenge from the consolers. Oh really? Oh, go on. And I'm a little disappointed. Oh no! It's truth be told, oh. um, and I think Shadow Lines a little bit disappointed as well. Um, apparently, the next challenge is Rock Band Blitz. Now, I don't know how you can have a multiplayer match with fucking Rock Band Blitz. I'm not sure. I don't know. So I, I believe that I have what, a feeling the Wallston might be behind this. Somehow. Yes, I believe so. So unfortunately, I think what this. It's going to be it's going to be a, who can get the best score over the course of a week, oh, good God. which isn't really what this was supposed to be. So I, well, I, I think don't we might have to raise an objection to that, and we'll, we'll get on there and have a word. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what we can do. There's no reason why that can't why that can't happen. Um, it just maybe it didn't didn't sit yeah. right with what I thought this would be. But if that's what they, what, what they want to challenge the set, then that's what they want to challenge the set. So. We'll see how we go. Um, I mean, I'm not bad at Rockland. 
I haven't played Rock Band Blitz. I, mean, I, I was quite good is. at Rock Band or Guitar Hero, um, the original, which was, of course, the best. Um, but I've got an idea what Rock, Rock Band Blitz is, to be honest with you. I've heard of it before, but I've got no idea how it works. But um, that will have the challenge. It's a very, very good game. It, but it's, a, it's just another one of those where it'll be interesting because you can't, like you say, it's not a team game. Um, it also requires payment. So it's kind of like one of those games where, well, if I'm not in a team, why am I paying? Um, so I don't know. We might have to raise objection to this. Let's let's move on because I think we should we should see about this. Okay, we'll follow Vimes's lead on that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, it's that well the ultimate end of that is it's one all bunnies versus hedgehogs, yeah. and um, you know I'm I'm at least confident that any PC game we come up with I think will be very strong. It just depends upon what they choose for the console sides and they say it's Rob Van Blitz is probably I don't know wouldn't surprise me if someone like Az is already amazing at it or something probably. else um, but yeah we'll see what happens yeah I, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens anyway let's move on what are you going to be playing this week mm, um, I think there might be some Trapmania being played I have a feeling um, yeah. quite a lot of it uh, basically I'm going to try and sort out the new server over the next couple of days uh, and then when that gets up and running, I'm going to lock it for a day just so I can post the top time on everything and then open it up so that everyone else can beat the shit out of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for adjusting the show notes to basically cross out everything else I've written down. I've just written re- re- track mania. Um, I, I also, um, in keeping, I'm, I'm really struggling to keep to my ethos of the beginning of the year. I said I was going to do project one in, one out where I essentially buy one game only when I've finished another. Um, I may have taken this to the wrong extreme. Um, today I sold my 360 version of Dark Souls um, only to buy it on Steam. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of one in, one out. It is. That's that's kind of how I justified it. Basically, I managed to sell my 360 version on Amazon for like 20 quid, and I picked up Dark Souls on Steam, the Prepare to Die edition with the extra content, for... 15 because it's in their sale at the moment so i'm like brilliant i'll have that um so Trackmania, dark souls i'm hoping to get into um i'm still keen on some some planet side or battlefield 3 action or it's just finding the time more than anything else and and also um there looks to be another one of protons wild escapades into the pc gaming unknown and with with um a game called Guns of Icarus Online, um, which is also I think Fat Bold Bloke off the forum as well. He's he's in on this. This is basically I don't know why it looked great fun on the on the on the um, the, the video I saw. But basically, it's a an airship gondola type game where I think you you team up in squads. One of you is like the captain. A couple of you are gunners. One of you is an engineer or something like that. And you basically take to the skies and co-op fly this this airship around the skies and, and lay waste to your foes. Um, so that could be cracking fun, and it cost about two quid, so I'm not going to complain about that at all. Um, so yeah, hopefully getting on to that this week as well. And that's it. That'll be my, my gaming week, probably. Cool. Um, I think I'm going to try and get more Battlefield in myself, Yay. see what happens with that. Um, I will endeavour to pursue a prison that doesn't lose prisoners instantly or they, they die instantly um, 
uh, in Prison Architect, but also happens. I can so see myself playing a bit of Portal 2 again because it's just still amazing. Um, and kind of our only real kind of uh, release coming out in the next week, um, but be out next Friday. Actually, no, it's not. It's out in a couple of days, isn't it? Tuesday, um, isn't it? Yeah, it's Tuesday, American Day release. Oh. Yep. Um, Bioshock Infinite. Which uh, I've got had on the only game I've pre-ordered in a very, very, very long time, um, and the only uh, the only um, game I've pre-ordered thing by buying a graphics card, getting another copy of it after I pre-ordered it. Um, yeah, that was really, really amazing work. Um, but I'm looking forward to that, and I'm hoping I enjoy it as much as the uh, the original Bioshock games, and um, I get as much enjoyment out of it because they could. Completely replace all the other games I play. In theory. John? Oh, sorry, I was just checking to see if I was... Not listening? I think no, I was listening. I, was, wasn't, I thought I might have been muted, but I wasn't. Um, I was also actually looking into something else. Um, weirdly. I, I, I want to try and play some SimCity, uh, Sim whether that happened or I, I don't know. Um, but for some reason, uh, one of the reasons why I bought SimCity was that um, you get this free game. So I've got to decide on a free game. Um, oh, I'm moving to the news section there. Yeah. Strike that from the record. Um, I, for some reason, I've got my heart set on playing Monster Hunter. I've got no experience with Monster Hunter at all. But I understand that Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate is coming out on the Wii U this week. Yep. Or, in fact... Just looking on game, it says release date the 22nd of March. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't today the 22nd of March? Yeah. No, that's no, Friday. That's Friday. Friday. Oh, I didn't see it. I was in town. I didn't see it out. Was it? Well, it's a Wii U game, mate. You won't see any of them. Uh, well, I don't know if that's true. I was, <laughs> I was in HMV and they're selling Wii U's. Um, 100 quid off. Uh, is that in the news section? It is. Um, yeah. But I'm glad you prepped <laughs> Stamping all over your new section, sorry. Uh, um, so I don't know why. Um, for some reason, Monster Hunter is making me want to it's buy, buy it for the Wii U and also buy a 3DS and buy uh, it on the 3DS. No, no, no. no. Which is buy, stupid. Buy, I would highly recommend you buy the Wii U game. Um, Monster Hunter is a, is, a, is a refined taste, but they are very, very good games. I don't know whether you will have the patience for them or the time for them because they are long games. But um, oh, can, I, can I have a guess on the answer of that? <laughs> he'll buy it. No, I, <laughs> I, 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 he said I, he's going to buy it. He'll buy it. I did go through the I did go through the thought process and came to the conclusion: Why would you buy a 3DS and a, and a game for a game well, that you can just try out on the on on the Wii? Let, let me put it very very simply: It's it's on the Vita. There's um there's the Monster Hunter Vita. There's like a not a Vita version, but the PSP version you can play on the Vita. So it looks very blocky and stuff, but the game is brilliant and I love it. Um. This I was very close to. You were talking about the news and stuff like this. Basically, HMV are doing bundles of like the Zombie U bundle for at one ninety nine. If they'd have done this for the Monster Hunter one, I would have been severely tempted to pick one up just purely for the Monster Hunter three bundle. Um, so that's. Well, but then I thought, well, yeah. Then I've got that, and what else do I want on the Wii U? And I could think of nothing bar. Zombie U and the new Rayman game, and this is the new Rayman game's gonna be multi format. It's kind of like, yeah, I think I'll save me cash for a next gen console, thanks. Yeah, I don't think that when I was walking around HMV, I didn't feel like a right mug having spent 400 quid on the Wii U 
package that I bought. I'm, and um, I'm say we told you so, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I got. I got. I I've can't say anything. I've definitely I've got had one too. I've definitely yeah. had two hundred quid's worth of um, use out of my Wii U since I bought it. The, the two hundred quid's worth of use. That's two hundred seconds worth of use. No, to be fair, probably two hundred minutes. So uh, a, pa- a pound a minute, brilliant. Uh... Right, we're back. Um, if we do manage to get a live uh, show going, uh, say goodbye to um, having that sort of uh, convenience in your life, I'm afraid. Um, let's move on to projects. So, Beastie, uh, what have you been up to? Um, nothing particularly um, adventurous so far. Um, the One of the what kind of computer my um, girlfriend uses... Um, hard drive failed, which is a little bit annoying. As I think any hard drive failure is always a pain in the ass of all the components to go. It's one of those yeah, it takes the most amount of faffing around installing Windows and Office and other stuff. Um, but that packed up. I didn't actually know if it was certain that it was that. I had a feeling the kind of noise it made could give a suggestion. So I've just replaced that with a SSD drive and kind of working out this weekend. In fact, I was doing it in between um, laps uh, with volumes on Trackmania, in fact. <laughs> And uh, that was absolutely fine. Um, other thing I've got coming up is I've actually been given a few old bits of kit from my office. So, uh, original um, i7 processor, motherboard case, and power supply. So I'm going to try to make that into some kind of uh, full full rig based on the other bits of bobs I've got kicking around and then decide what the hell to do with it. Um but yeah, nothing particularly exciting. But there, well, I've got um, going to be fiddling with it probably the next week or two. Cool. Uh, is that it? Cool. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Vimes, have you got anything in here? No, my my problems are all dealt with with Trackmania servers, mate, and that's that's my project for the week. Okay, cool. Um, I've been up to quite a lot, really, um, but I'll try to get through it quickly. Um, after my HDMI wildness that I spoke about a couple of weeks ago um, I thought um, once I'd had once I had all that set up I thought I'd deal with the sound and um, what I actually found was that um, well I discovered I don't know if I've spoken about this but when I was being on TeamSpeak re, uh, people have been complaining that my my voice was really quiet and um when I was doing some streaming, if I was using my headset mic, I found that um, my voice was particularly low. So I thought, well, what the fuck's going on here? I thought maybe I had a problem with my microphone or whatever. But what it turns out is that because I run a Mac Pro, a Mac Pro doesn't actually have a, a headphone port in it. What it has is a line-in port, which to the uneducated, such as myself, um, I assumed would work perfectly well as a microphone port. Mm. And but it doesn't, because it doesn't do the amplification or something that it's supposed to do. Uh, this is this is why my headset comes with a USB cable as well, then, to power it, to amplify it. Yeah, I think uh. so. So, um, it is fine when I use, of course, the microphone that I use to record this, because it's a USB microphone. But the trouble is, this is all, you know, a big, bulky microphone for, you know, serious podcasters at the top of their game. And, uh... <laughs> and... <laughs> Sorry, and um, 
yeah, it just takes up too much space on the desk. And when I want to, if I wanted a game, then it's, it's 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 just it's just no use. So I I thought what I'd do is I'd get an external USB sound card. Okay. Yes, but because it's because I got a Mac Pro, because I got the Mac and I want to run it in both both environments, then um, I don't think there's any PCI cards which are supported in the Mac for sound cards. So I bought a Sound Blaster fifty one surround or something um, X five fifty one five point one surround, and um, yeah, that's and that's great. I mean, it's quite neat and small, sits on my desk in a nice tidy way, and it's got everything I want. It's got optical out, so. I can feed into my Astro Mix amp and stuff like that. Um, where am I going with this? But then, I don't know. <clears throat> okay, so that's all fine. Um, <laughs> I also decided that uh, I, I tried my mix. Uh, the, my setup with my Astro A40s was that my sound comes into my mix amp via optical and then out to my headphones. But going back the other way, the microphone goes into goes into the mix amp and then there's a you know a mic out port on the back of it what i found was that when i had the when i had the mic out going into the sound card there was a horrendous kind of um it's not a squealing but it was you know there was an awful lot of interference something was making it whine um which is really frustrating so i spent actually several hours just trying to work it out I actually, at 3 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> discovered that what it was, was if I have my mix amp powered by the USB, that it was causing this. So I, what I did was I, I, I unplugged that, and unfortunately the, the mix amp died because I've got a rechargeable battery back in there, which has obviously got to the end of its life. Mm. You know, with the USB, the char- there's a charge circuit. So I put some, you know, standard double A's in, worked fine. Um, so I thought, bugger, that means that my mix amp's got an issue. Yeah. Which is annoying because what I could have done is just got a new fucking, uh, uh, I could have got, the trouble with my mix amp, because it's a first generation Astro mix amp, it, it doesn't support mic USB, a microphone via USB, which the later mix amps do. So what I could have done was just bought a new mix amp. And um, not bought the um, the sound card, but but so I'm in a situation where I've kind of doubled up on solutions there, which is a bit frustrating. Anyway, cut a long story short. And that, I don't know how I can cut this short. Actually, thinking about it. Anyway, so <laughs> I decided to I just be, put that put on the back burner. I'll come back to that. What I also, <laughs> what, I, what you also decided to do was. Uh, put in an optical switch okay so in my office in my office kind of games room whatever i've got you know an xbox i've got pc i've got you know blu-ray and stuff like that i thought well if i want to watch watch any of this late at night and not disturb anyone in the house um i need a solution where i can use my headphones now previously when i've done this i've just yanked the optical cable out from the, the where the mix amp is and then plugged the one that was plugged into the xbox into it or, or the PS3 and plug and yeah, put that in it. I thought well, that sounds an awful lot of work. So what I bought was an optical switcher. So now I have a little remote control where I can, I don't have to mess around with any cables. I've got all these cables going into this optical switch with one output into my mix amp, mm-hmm. and then I can, you know, I can just switch them on the fly. So it's a bit of a tidy up exercise and pretty, uh, pretty pointless overall. 
but uh, that was a, a little bit of cabling fun. I'm not going to go too much more into that because you love it, your cables. Everyone John. got really bored with the HDMI one. Anyway, <laughs> now, now remember what we parked a little bit ago was that I had a situation where oh. I couldn't use my headset microphone. I wonder with, when you come up for an excuse for this. Go with, on with my mix amp. Go on, try and try and make it sort of you know. Now, what I did find was that I could change the cable on my Astros and just plug them straight into the Sound Blaster, and that worked fine. Um, but then I'm not using the mix amp, and I want to use the mix amp because it does um, 5.1 surround sound. So I was thinking, oh, well, maybe I'll just get a new mix amp, or maybe I'll get a new Astro set where I can, where there's obviously not this squealing issue, and there's also, and obviously, you know, I, I you know, because I'll be, I can use the USB ness. Anyway, so I was mulling around whether I should get a new headset, and unfortunately, yesterday I walked into HMV, and this is the first time I've ever seen them had it. Have it? They had um, Astro gear. They had the, the you know the Astro kits available for retail, and uh, I couldn't help my little self pick up um, an Astro A50, which is the wireless headset with a new mix amp and um, all of that. So that's what I'm currently using at the moment. I'm not using the mic. Um, but I mean, obviously, I've tested it. But yeah, I'm sat here with a wireless headset on, and um, very lovely it is too. Um, yeah, really nice. Unfortunately, it needed about ten hours charge before I could use it, which is a bit disappointing. But, is um, it? Is it got internal battery? Is it or is it? Yes, it's it's got a it's got an internal battery. It comes with this little stand, and in that stand, yep. you have a little USB cable that, when you're not using it, you bung your headset on the stand, and then you plug that into the headphone. And then that it's a it's a lithium ion battery, which probably mm. means something to someone clever. Uh, and then it just recharges it. But um, I must yeah. say, I love. My, I've got my um, my Turtle Beach X forty ones, which are the wireless five point one for the Xbox, and they're awesome. They're yeah. brilliant. Love having wireless headphones. Yeah, so this is mm. great. And now with all the switching, now I can be anywhere and listen to. I can well if I want to, I can listen to music that I've put in the mm. PS three, or I can sit the other side of the room and not be constrained by the wires for where my mix amp is and watch movies and move around and stuff so yeah i'm really pleased so i've actually got an, a set of astro a40s um, available for sale and i think proton i need to speak to proton about that because i think he sounded quite interesting uh interested in it so um yeah but these are these are great and um yeah i'm using them now so that's good excellent uh, yeah i think that's about i think that's enough said on that um let's move on to movies tvs and books uh with imc yes i read a book Brilliant. All done. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Viz doesn't I, count as a book. No. Apparently. Nor does the Misting Men Grumpy book. Oh, I was reading that earlier, actually. Um, <laughs> Mr. Tickle, actually. Uh, that's another story completely. Um, no, I reread. I've got uh, one of my favourite authors, um, Neil Gaiman, uh, who people may well know from things like American Gods and um, Neverwhere and, and things like this. He, he also wrote. Um, along co-wrote with Terry Pratchett something called Good Omens, which is a fantastic read. But um, my fa- one of my favourite books of all time actually is, is a book by him called Stardust, uh, which was made into a film. Um, very very good film actually. Um, I, I thought it was one of the best book to film 
conversions I've ever seen. Is that the one with Ricky Gervais as some guy who flies a... Yes. Yeah, yeah. I well, he doesn't that. play. He plays the, the kind of the shopkeeper type yeah, chap. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's got Robert De Niro in it playing a wonderful character. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen the film, but it's that that character is, is, is superb. It's it's a kind of a very dark fairy tale. And Neil Gaiman is absolutely brilliant at writing these. Um, lots of his books are, are very dark and, and they make, take kind of twists on the standard fairy tale um, kind of meme. Um, and, and this one, Stardust, is basically about a guy who, uh, a guy called Tristan, who, who lives in a town called Wall. And it's called a town called Wall because it's near a big wall, which sort of uh, provides a divide between the real world and this kind of this kind of fantasy world, if you like. And he crosses this world basically to go and find a star. Uh, star falls from the heavens and he's promised this girl he's got a crush on basically he'll go and get this star for her and then if he gets oh, so this, it, is, this is this is the film then hey no this is the book this is the oh, book. Said, I, re- it, I reread it, the but, book but it's identical to the film or yeah, so almost yeah. pretty much exactly um and so anyway oh, so, he, he goes yeah. off into this fantasy world and tries and basically this star takes human form in, in the other in, in the other world and uh, it's about his kind of travels with her through this kind of fantasy world. And, and it's just, it's a beautifully written book, uh, which all Neil Gaiman's books are. They are, they are beautifully written and he has such a wonderful turn of phrase. Um, and I just, I love it. It's one of those books I keep returning to. I must've read it about nine times, 10 times by now. Wow. And, um, it, it's, for, you know, which for me, when you look at my bookcase, it's got, hundreds of books on it and i don't get with my pressures of time it it takes a lot for me to reread a book because i've got so many others queued up but this one it's just one of those it's just one of those well-thumbed copies that uh, i'm off to see neil gaiman actually fairly soon he's doing a, a, a kind of a i don't know what you call it a meet and greet i don't know a show i don't know in bath and uh, i'm off to i'm off to go and see that and it's it's my well-thumbed copy of stardust that i'll be taking for him to sign so I just wanted to put a shout out there and just say if if you if you're into that kind of thing if you're into anything kind of dark and uh, fantasy type fairy tale stuff then you must read some Neil Gaiman stuff his stuff is superb really superb the, the twists and things he puts on there are just are just fantastic um so yeah there you go cool. read a book great cool excellent um, yeah I actually enjoyed that film when I watched it it was uh, yeah. oh, it was a long time ago and I haven't um, seen it recently uh, Beastie um. I haven't seen anything particularly new. I was hoping to kind of try and watch the um, that new BBC Three drama, which I haven't gone into watching it, which is called In. But I'm hoping to kind of maybe catch last week's episode um, uh, soon. But I'm hoping that's going to be interesting. But now I was going to bring up was um, I started reading a comic book called um, Invincible, and it's something that I'd seen. I've heard good things about it, but because of the art style, it looked quite um like it was designed for a kind of a more youthful audience if that makes sense um uh but then i realized it was actually written by um robert kirkman who is of course uh, the guy who writes um the walking dead so i got a free issue i think um through the comics comicsology app and i am now nine ten volumes in in about probably three weeks um, I'm really, really enjoying it. It's nowhere near as youthful as it comes across, and it's got a lot of twisting, a lot of... It's the first time I've actually pretty read a comic book and actually felt my heart racing, if that makes sense. Like, you, I mean, most of the time in 
in uh, comic books. In fact, in most, in most books, they, they they struggle to kind of get a rise out of me, if that makes sense. But there's certainly mm-hmm. recent, recently, uh, as the storyline's getting more and more... I mean, it's definitely got, it's kind of got like a gentle learning curve, if that makes sense. It kind of comes in easy and quite softly, and then more and more shit starts to happen, and it becomes quite quite vicious, and you realise that it's really quite well based on the real world that people are bastards. <laughs> Which I guess, as somebody who writes The Walking Dead, probably knows quite well that people are bastards, and that's the kind of the area that Walking Dead's not really about zombies. It's actually about survival amongst other bastards. Um, and that's really where the, where the storylines kind of go around. And Invincible's kind of around that um, as a concept. But I'm really enjoying it. I would highly recommend it to anybody who's interested in the kind of less zombie but more superhero um, storyline because uh, it's, it's really really good really good awesome super duper right well that leaves it to me then I really haven't spent a lot of time watching uh, vi- uh, TV at all or and no movies that I can think of of, of any real note um, but you'll be pleased to know that um, I've been catching up on Dallas <laughs> oh lordy and Dallas is fucking brilliant oh we've it's... missed you John yeah, I, we uh, we watched three episodes back to back the other week, the other uh, last week, oh, sorry, earlier on this week, uh, which was brilliant. And then today we watched uh, a couple of episodes just to get up to speed. And we've just had the JR dying episode. Oh, how uh, did they deal with that? Um, someone shot him, and we don't know who it is. <laughs> Please tell me uh. that's not true. <laughs> so they've redone the who shot JR thing. The, no, really. The difference being that he is actually definitely dead this time. Um, Please tell me you're lying. For obvious reasons. It, no. it could be a dream. I don't think so. Um, oh, based God. upon what? What made you think it's not a dream? Because Larry Hagman actually did die in real life. Yeah, they could. They could recast. No, that's not going to happen. Anyway, um, but it's brilliant. It's it's complete bollocks, and I get obviously I'm screaming at it the whole time, going, "This is fucking ridiculous!" When they go over to Mexico where he's been shot, and all of a sudden there's a, you know, they all turn up. You know, the, these four or five Americans turn up in this helicopter, and there's like thousands of you know, hundreds of police there just waiting for them, and then they steam in and they can talk to like the authorities in this foreign country like shit just because it's their brother that's been killed and stuff like that and then in the next scene there's this you know there's this, there's this entourage of officials from Mexico turning up in fucking Dallas just to give them an answer you know the information that they need, that they want it's complete nonsense complete bollocks but um yeah really really quite funny and uh, entertaining so I can't recommend it enough it's uh it's just pure tat brilliance. Um, uh, the only thing, other thing that I've noted, I did any of you lot watch Comic Relief? Uh, uh, yep, I did. I watched a little bit of it, and uh, I think I have a contrary opinion about Ricky Gervais to I think some of you, because some of you aren't, Me. That, aren't, aren't <laughs> that keen. But um, I made a definite point of watching um, the the return of David Brent from The Office, and I thought it was brilliant. What did you think? Um, <laughs> it reminded me of why I didn't like The Office. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, it was exact. I was just like, the entire like, I'm like, kind of crunching my hands up, going, "Oh God, he really is repulsive." Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, it, it reminded me of why I didn't like it. Um, I know that there's kind of, I know it falls in that 
uncomfortable com- comedy area, but I, I was never a big fan of The Office. I thought it was hugely overrated, and um, I, I was not overly impressed with it. I, in fact, actually, I saw quite a few things in it. I thought almost anything else I saw was probably more amusing, obviously apart from the, the scenes where they go to uh, um, incidents in Africa, but the actual comedy moments I found all the more interesting. I think the, I think it was quite la- it was a bit later on in the show, wasn't it, the... Uh, Ricky Gervais one. I think it was a good opportunity to turn over for me. I'm afraid. Oh, well, I think I think you're wrong. Um, he did this brilliant. Anyone who didn't watch it, he did. He had a little. Um, he had a little kind of segment where they were where the documentary crew were catching up with him, and he, you know, he took them to this pub where he was trying to make out that he was a face and a player, and everyone loved him. But um, that obviously turned out to be bollocks. Um, <clears throat> And then they introduced this other character, this rapper that he was managing. Um, and uh, stuff happened, and all of a sudden they start making it, instead of doing the rapper's song in a recording studio, they, he, he busts out this song that he's written called Equality Street. And then the rest of the, the, rest of the uh, sketch, as it were, is um, the, the music video and the music for uh, Ricky Gervais pen song called Equality Street. And it was just geniusly funny. And uh, although Beastie doesn't agree, you can go and you can go and check that out on YouTube. And it's actually in the um, I think it's actually now on the MTV playlist, um, and um, is really high up in the YouTube play charts. And uh, I recommend <sighs> you go and check that out. Um, not least for the new character that they introduced, um, who appeared as a rapper in the episodes of Derek who I've since found out a bit more about, is a comedian who uses rap in comedy called Doc Brown. And um, if you go onto YouTube, you can go and check out some of his videos, and they are really, really very good. Um, he does this really funny rap about um, how to make tea properly, um, which doesn't sound very really good. Really selling it to me with this, John. Well, it doesn't sound very good, but I assure you, if you go, if you go to uh, YouTube and look for Doc Brown... Um, then you will find like a two-minute clip of him doing a rap about making tea, and it's very, very funny. Awesome. So um, go and check that out. But yeah, I, 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 it amazes me that Ricky Gervais, everything he touches turns to gold for me, and he does everything so well, but obviously he's a bit of a Marmite person. Um, I think you're probably 100% spot on. What about him being brilliant? Yeah, I know I am. You're no, wrong. no, no, no. Listen, I'd listen to your nonsense about not liking TF2, and I didn't say anything about you being wrong. Um, yeah, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you that one. Let's let's move swiftly on from that, uh, and uh, let's talk about some news. Um, so, I had a good go at stamping all over it earlier on, but um, one of the reasons why I bought SimCity uh, was because it was a bit of a. Um, it was a bit of a two-for-one deal, really, because because of all the issues. EA have said if you've registered your game before the 25th of March, I believe it is, you've got until the 30th of March to choose a free game. And those free games, off the top of my head, are Battlefield 3, Need for Speed Most Wanted, uh, Mass Effect 3, um, Plants vs. Zombies. I don't know why that's in there. Um, Bejeweled 3. I don't know why Good that's in there. God. Uh, this is a kind of standard SimCity audience type for, isn't it? You know, Bejeweled, Medal um, of Honor, Dead Space Three, Medal of Honor, and <laughs> more hilariously, more hilariously, SimCity Four. Awesome, <laughs> so, I'll have that. 
So um, I'm I'm in a quandary as to what to get there because I've already got Battlefield Three. Well, you don't need anything, do you? Well, I'm thinking it's between <laughs> I don't it's between Need for Speed Most Wanted, which I enjoy on the Vita, mm. or Dead Space Three. I think I haven't got the patience to get involved in the Mass Effect stuff. So um, I think I'm more likely yeah I'm more likely to get more use out of the Need for Speed. Because you know, it's more, of a, more. Oh, did you? Excellent. Well, yeah. that's that's made the decision then. Because then um, I'll. Uh, oh, so you have got SimCity? I've got yeah, yeah yes. Uh, hence me bitching about it two weeks ago when you were on the show with me. <laughs> Sorry, he was probably eating his dinner. Sorry, mine like a sieve. Uh, yes, I've got SimCity. Yes, uh, I did get Need for Speed because. I already had Battlefield 3 and Mass Effect as a series I have no interest in whatsoever and Dead Space 3 is notoriously badly ported for PC. Okay, cool. Well, that that does that then and we'll hook up for um, some Need for Speed action then. Sure. Excellent. Okay, so um, I think that's pretty much covered that. But um, you need to, if you're going to take part in this, you need to have SimCity installed and registered by the time this podcast comes out. Pretty and much, yeah. And yeah, so you might miss out. Good, on and you've only got really five days after that to make sure you pick your game. So make sure you do that. Go log into Origin and get your free game. If you did, if you were one of the early adopters, at least get something back from EA every chance you get. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's move on to the other things. I haven't made any effort to put any news in here, so I'm going to leave it over to whoever put them in the list. Oh, that would be me. Um, okay. So next on the news list. Uh, piece of awesome news uh xcom enemy unknown is coming to the ios which i personally think is brilliant yeah um and it's apparently going to be effectively a straight port of the console version um which i just think is staggering really when you think about what what that would involve and stuff and i think that's just brilliant so that's coming to ios i've got no date on that but i know that um it's also being coming to the Mac, I think around the end of April, I think it's got a, it's got a Mac release. So yeah, 25th. 25th, 25th of April. April, is it? Yeah, so um, if you haven't played it, because you're a Mac owner and you haven't had the chance to, um, either either get it on the Mac, or wait till the iOS version comes out. I mean, I've got it on, on the PC and I, I love it, and uh, I shall be picking it up on the iOS as well, because I just think it's it's, it's just going to be a brilliant, brilliant game to have on iOS. Um... What else? This this one divides opinion, I think. Steam, uh, we, we touched on it earlier. They're now offering players early access for upcoming games. Um, and this is this is basically... Um, we were, I think we discussed it slightly the other, the other day with things like the Armour 3 Alpha and stuff like this, mm. where you can buy into an Alpha or a Beta and, and then play it and then obviously get the full release when it comes out. And, and there's some kind of it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because it's half me sitting there thinking, hang on a second, I'm paying for a game that I'm being asked to test, basically for the developers, yeah, stress test yeah. for the developers. I get something out of it in the sense that I get my hands on the code early, great. I get to play the game or whatever. I get to hopefully influence the game as well by giving my feedback, hopefully. Um, but also, I'm usually getting the game cheaper than I would when it gets released. But there's also another part of me that sits there thinking, I don't know if this is a good idea or not. I'm not sure if I like the way, you know. But then again, I've just done it with Trackmania, yeah. Uh, where I've bought the beta, I've done it for Alpha, uh, for, for Armor Three, 
where I've just bought that. Kickstarter is a similar sort of thing mm-hmm. where you're kind of, and it just seems to be the way things are going. But um, Steve yeah, and I mean, getting behind uh, it. I mean, I would I'll call out. I mean, obviously, the, there is the attitude people seem to think that, that they are the testers, but I'll be one hundred percent honest with people. Most tests, beta tests particularly, are more marketing tools than they are actual tests for the game. Mm. Um, the, the only caveats to that are normally with MMOs stress where they have to do have to do stress testing. Yeah, yeah. because you can't mimic. A uh, hundred thousand players, <laughs> effectively. There's no way you can do it. Mm. So, but realistically, for most of most of the games that's going on, that would not be a factor. Like Prison Architects, that's not really an issue. It's a single player game. Um, I think it's good to get feedback, and I think you can. I, I guess the way, the way the company looks at it is that if people are going to give feedback, you know they're dedicated because they've already bought the game. So you get rid of all of, frankly, the chaff which you normally get in most beta applications. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I I don't think I care enough about this being a big issue. It only becomes an issue if it starts getting used incorrectly, and uh, I I put a bigger issue with people getting into Kickstarter of a product that doesn't exist than I do a game that's pretty much out that you can play straight away, which is pretty much you're always getting an early access, really. But you're still paying for something that I mean it's a difficult one isn't it because but any game you buy you often pay I was having a conversation with somebody who was sort of saying it really gets me within two minds in this I can't work out what why it's good or why it's bad but you know you're kind of paying he was arguing that he's paying for a game that isn't finished and therefore he might not like and I'm like yeah but you do that anyway I know I've bought games that I've got half an hour into and thought this is trash this is awful I'm not why did I spend money on this and I've had no recourse um, uh, and, and hopefully if you're buying into the beta in a way you've, you've kind of got that A, it should have been cheaper to buy as long as they keep it cheaper to buy in the beta stage yeah, I think that's important um, you know but you, 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 at least you have that recourse where you can turn around to the developers and say really guys come on we can make this better and actually try and engage with them which, which I hope is, is how it will be used and not just as some kind of funding exercise by the developers and that's it if it was just this is just the case of developers wanting a little bit of upfront funding, I have a problem with it. If they're going to use it and actually say, okay, of course, yeah, absolutely. we're going to take your feedback seriously and we're going to engage with you, then I think it's a great idea. But don't, don't you like Kickstarter? I do like Kickstarter. Okay. You but, do realize um, that you're, that doesn't make any sense. I know it doesn't. I'm not, I'm not trying to... <laughs> and again, it, it, it kind of depends. But if I'm backing something on Kickstarter, I do a shitload of research before I... I do anything. Well, I guess the way that um, is, is set, is set, the same with this is you should be doing that research to pay money to play the game, I guess. Yeah, and, 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 and absolutely. And I think the thing about Kickstarter is um, the, the projects I back on that tend to be games that are in their infancy. And, and from looking at the games that Steam are, are talking about here, um, you know, you're talking about games that are... Kerbal Space Program, for example, Prison Architect, you talked about before, Armor 3, they're pretty much up and running. You know, yeah. all dev work's yeah. been done. They are, they are playable versions already. Um, the, the Kickstarter tends to come in at an earlier stage. So, for example, I've backed a game called um, Dead State, which is a kind of top-down isometric zombie survival game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really is, when I backed it, when it went on Kickstarter, it was in its infancy. They had a few screenshots, they had an idea, they had a few things around gameplay and stuff like this, but they laid out their plan and what they wanted to do. Um, but they had no playable code. 
They had nothing to show. And you kind of had to go in there on, a, on almost on a kind of leap of faith and say, okay, I actually really want to play this. I want it so much that I'm prepared to give you some money and hope that you can make what I think you're going to make. Um, and I don't have a problem with that because that's me saying, you know, okay, for me, it's only 15 quid or $10 or, or whatever it was at the time. Go ahead. You know, I, I like what you are trying to do. I like, I like the idea you've come up with. Go ahead and make it. Whereas you're paying mm-hmm. for Peter, something like Armor 3, for example, it's made. It's going to get made. Kerbal Space Program is already out. The Prison Architect is basically, you know, it's, a, sure. it's, not, it's not finished. And I kind of, I question the need for it. You know, it's a bit like it, you, you're going for the days when you, you, you used to be able to pre-order games for a, a discount. So, you know, instead of paying yeah. for a game, you could pre-order it and it would cost you 25 because they knew then they got a, you know, they had some idea about how much, how many they were going to sell. They got a little bit of money up front if they wanted it or whatever. It's an extension of that. And that's kind of what I have a problem with. These are practically finished games that you're paying just to play a bit early when actually nothing you say in feedback is going to make much difference to the game because the game's already done. Whereas yeah. on a Kickstarter, for example, you're going in that much early. You're basically saying, I like what you're intending to do. I'm willing to support you to try and make this happen. Um, so that's kind of... And no, I know it doesn't make a huge amount of logical sense, and I'm sure someone's out there shouting the, the, the iPod now going, oh, Johnny Muppet. It's, it's like, well, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I'm, I mean, I don't want to get caught stuck on it. I mean, I, I guess my view is the opposite of yours. In the sense of, I don't mind paying for a game that's pretty much finished that I get out of the access to. I do mind paying for a game that may not ever, ever turn up. Um, and I particularly dislike and I, anybody who's funding any of these rich, um, former games industry people who are kickstarting as multimillionaires. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we could get stuck on this. I kind of yeah. agree with you on things like Richard Garriott and stuff like this, but where do you stand on things like Double Fine, um, Obsidian? Um, you know, uh, there, there, there is a difference, though. I think it's really difficult. I think individuals um, who have become Bond very wealthy. I think now, you know what? You've got enough weight behind yeah, you to go and yeah. make this game. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are many, many of those. I haven't I backed know. anybody like that, but I've backed Double Fine. I've backed Project Eternity. I've backed um, Star Citizen, which are all done by developers who are past their prime, shall we say. You know, Star Citizen, Dave Brabant's game is, is you know, it's, it's lots of money. Yeah, a lot of them, Popping though, that don't actually have... They, they genuinely don't have the money to make the yeah, games. Uh, but Peter Molyneux, Richard Garrier... Yeah, they do have the money. Mm-hmm. They, I think they definitely. Probably do. Yeah, so I agree with you on that point, yeah. Um, anyway, let's get... Let's, let's do the last, last piece of news. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Let's move really on. Um, the other one uh, isn't really news. It's just upsetting, in a way. Um, probably not upsetting for Beastie, because he's probably going to jack the game in and never even try you've, it. You've ruined it now. I've <laughs> <laughs> blown it for you. Um, Tomb Raider DLC is going to be entirely multiplayer-based, which is a fucking travesty, as far as I'm concerned. For somebody who really enjoyed the Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider game, I thought it was excellent. Um, Save points notwithstanding. Um, There were vast parts of that game. There weren't... Okay, in Tomb Raider itself, there just weren't enough tombs, and the tombs weren't that great. Um, kind of one-trick ponies. You know, once you solve one puzzle, that was that was the tomb done. Whereas in the old version of the Tomb Raider, it was like a whole, you know, a whole level was basically one massive tomb with lots of different puzzles and stuff like this to try and get through it. And the island you're on in Tomb Raider is huge, and you only really cover a tiny part of it in the game. And 
I thought when I was playing through it, oh, I can see what they're going to do here. They're going to open this up as DLC and they're going to give you, okay, there's a few tombs over here or this, this area's got, you know, a, a sunken town or, you know, old whatever settlement. Um, and for however much the DLC costs you or whatever, we're going to open you up with this, this much level. And, and apparently not. It's going to all be, um, multiplayer based DLC. Which I think is a real shame considering I've got absolutely no intention of playing any multiplayer in Tomb Raider. I don't think many people have. That's not why you buy a Tomb Raider game. No. Um, <laughs> the two, the, you know, the multiplayer itself hasn't actually got great, great write up anyway. So I just think they've really, I don't understand why they've done it. But that's. Well, they're, that's well, they're wasting the time, aren't they? Um, so I think, I think they are, to be honest. Uh, I'm not sure if they've, they've outsour- outsourced the. Um, the, the multiplayer to another studio or something which might explain it if the other studio's got nothing to do or no other contracts they might think well let's milk this as much as we can but I don't understand why Square Enix would would want you know I just it just doesn't make sense I, mean, I don't understand it but um, yeah so that's the news who knows okay <laughs> let's move on to the releases uh, there's only one here 26th of March Bioshock Infinite that's just a small yep. no one's heard of yep. uh, <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah there's probably nothing else man I enjoyed Bioshock 1, didn't bother with Bioshock 2, can't see myself bothering with Bioshock Infinite. I will, but I'll, I'll wait for it to come down, I think, in price. I think uh, I played through Bioshock 1 and kind of stalled three quarters of the way through it, only finished it about a year after it was released, didn't bother with Bioshock 2. This one looks a little bit more interesting to me, but um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, having just gone through games like Dishonored and... Um, Tomb Raider. I don't know if I'm really up for another. I think I think this one is the reason why I'm so looking forward to the Bioshock because just sort of felt a little bit flat to me. While I finished it, it didn't really hold the magic that other people kind of said that they felt for it. So I'm looking forward to something a bit more, a bit more tasty. But we'll have to see. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, people who you know who played it their, their opinion on it because uh, supposed to be good. Cool. Let's have a look at uh, Steam offers. There's nothing good no. ones, but again, mm, by the time this podcast airs, you know, if this was a live show, people might have a chance to go and pick <laughs> up 50% of Dark Souls, which is an absolute bargain. Because getting Dark Souls prepared to die for £15 an absolute, just it's a no brainer, really. But, um, you know, um, that's the only one I would really pick out as being. Gary's bit. mod, 75% off £1.49. Surely, like surely everyone has that. Everyone must have that. I don't have it. No real interest in it. I bet you do. I bet if you bought, check in your library. I bet you do have it. You might not know you bought it, but I bet you've been given it when you bought something else. I definitely don't. Terraria, which was uh, riding the crest of the Minecraft wave, and I never really bothered with that either. Headlight's a good sell for for two pound fifty. The only other one I draw attention to there is Baldur's Gate, the enhanced edition, um, at seven pound fifty, which. the weird thing is, out of all of those, the one that I, the one that attracts me most, is fifty percent off Euro Truck Simulator Two. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> it's up. supposed to be really good, cool, isn't it? He'd be all over that. Oh, he'd have a little steering wheel with his GPS in the screen on his little thing, and he'd have the rest of it on the telly, and he'd be loving it. But, it's uh, supposed to be good, I thought. Good. <sighs> let's, let's move on. I've got a hangover. I'm getting tired of this. Um, <laughs> Oh, and FTLs for £3.50, so if you haven't got FTLs... Yeah, get that. Get that. Yeah. Really? And Hotline Miami, actually. Have you not got FTL, John? No. What's wrong with you? Oh, Duke Nukem 3D. 
Oh, oh fuck off. Come on, you're, you're almost trying to grief me now. <laughs> <laughs> so, to wrap up... To uh, wrap up, um, all the usual stuff. Review us on iTunes. Uh, don't bother emailing mgpbits at maturegamepodcast.com. Uh, if you'd like to buy anything off Amazon, then why not do it through the uh, through the affiliate link on the site? Another shout out for um, Multiplay, who uh, kindly provided us our lovely twenty millisecond ping um, TF2 server, which stood the test of twenty people running around it on Thursday very admirably. So. It did, um, yes. Uh, anyone looking on I, I know when I went look, you go looking for servers and there's all these reviews everywhere and people saying oh this place is full of lag and stuff like that um, brilliant well, no issues there <laughs> absolutely no. none at all so um, uh, yeah check out Multiplay and they do quite a lot as well don't they because they're also involved in that big LAN meet that happens a few times a year yeah they do the, the i-series events I think they're called Insomnia yeah. or something isn't yeah. it yeah yeah, which I really, really fancy doing, but um, that's a bit of a hard sell to the missus, isn't it? That you're fucking off to a hotel with other blokes, thousands of other blokes <laughs> with your PC under your arm. Yes. Um, <clears throat> follow us. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Mature Game Podcast. Um, I don't know if I don't know what state the proton induced version of that is in. Um, speaking of which, I don't know what the state of the new proton and bouncy show is. Do you know? I... No idea. I've heard nothing about it. So, uh... No, not me. I, I thought it was quite amusing what I heard the other day that they've actually got sponsors before they've put a fucking show out. I thought that was quite amusing. Yeah, Tin Man Games is a good sponsor, man. They're good. They do some good stuff, so good luck to them. Why haven't we got any sponsors? Because we're not good enough. You, I'd quite like to get sponsored by Comixology because I'm just about to spend a fortune on there thanks to Beastie. Um, I, I, I don't think I know anybody at Comixology. <laughs> <laughs> or Porsche uh, or Ferrari. Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Cool. Uh, anyone wants to sponsor us a uh, Trackmania server? That'd be lovely. That'd be um, lovely. <laughs> okay, let's let's wrap this up because it's late and we've had a we've had a hard day and uh, we'll be better next week so you can follow us on Twitter at MGPBits if you'd like to follow me I'm at UKWilhomer I'm at Vimesy74 and um, I don't even bother that tweety nonsense obviously Um, yeah perfect thanks for listening thanks for participating you too I hope this was interesting and hopefully we'll um, we'll do some clever stuff and try and get a uh, yeah, live show out over the next few weeks but um, believe me it doesn't seem as easy as I once thought it was going to be so uh, uh, I wouldn't hold your breath on that one but uh, have a good week and someone will be speaking to you next week Ciao. Bye. bye